Yar, be ye ready to do a podcast. Oh, that I be, that I be. Yeah. I'm glad that, you know, despite it not it, yesterday being talked like a pirate day, we're still managing to squeeze in some pirate talk. Oh, Arr. I know, I know. It's, it's uh, by, When we were recording, it's a little late, but we just about got some talk like a pirate and done. It's only a day late. Yeah. And anyway, it would have been rude. Probably, you know, people might have said something if we were doing talk like a pirate statey fumes. Yar, the queen's dead. Ha ha. Yar, yar, yar. Everyone standing in a big line. Yar, de har. Yar, yar. You don't think that's respectful. I'm plundering the queue. Yar. yar. Buckling my squash and so forth. Well, look, I didn't see no no official uh, cancellation of talk like a pirate day, did I? Maybe we would get talk like a pirate week. Har, har. Yar. Yar. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnadale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnadale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast for two queer trans ladies. Do a, do a, you're doing symbols. Us? Oh, it's us. Wait, I thought you were trying to signal something to me. No, it's like, us. Without saying I do this it every week. Microphone. I do this every week. I don't notice it every <laughs> week. Um, it's a podcast where two queer trans women have a bit of a giggle and a catch up and do some silliness and, and talk about the stuff we have consumed in the week media-wise. Stuff. This tells you how how on autopilot I usually am when I do the like the, the, the thing that's the intro words. I'm, I'm not looking at things during that. <laughs> I'm saying the words. Indeed. Ah, oh, so what have you been playing this well, week? Well, can I offer you firstly a, a, a toast? Oh, oh, let me let me get my drink. <laughs> clink, clink. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Well, <laughs> drinking this root beer has, has uh, made me root think. Root beer? <laughs> has this made you think of, well, I'm going to say the first game, the first three games we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> okay, well, shall we start? Shall we start with something a bit secretive? Oh, secretive, I see. Yeah, so we played through three different Monkey Island games, or you've completed three Monkey Island. I've Islands. completed three Monkey Island. I've completed two and started on a third. Yes. So we'll, we, we'll start with, we played the, uh, what's the fancy... Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, what's the special fancy... Edition. No, special edition, yeah. Played the special edition of The Secret of Monkey Island, which yes. is the first one. Yes. Um... We 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 played it on as I, I I'm guessing we did it on regular puzzle difficulty. It does, um, as as far as I know, there's no way of changing that version. Yeah. So I've played bits of Monkey Island before enough to know the general gist of it, but it was a long time ago, and I don't know whether I ever finished them, and I certainly didn't get them to stick in my head properly. Yes. Um, and certainly didn't get far enough with the second. To reach a particular point of, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, we'll so, get to that. Yeah. So we played through. Um, I, I did, did, did the playing and then every now and then was like, Jane, what do? And, and if you were about to leave an area, it was like, mm, there's still something in yeah, there. Yeah, you go sort of cough, cough, there's more things. There's, there's more things. There's yeah. two more things to pick you, up in this area. You kept me gently on guide rails without being too, yeah. do this, do this. Um, like, I can speed run each of those games in about an hour. Yeah. And we spent, what, maybe four hours on each? Yeah, thereabouts? four or five hours. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so we started with the, the original Secret of Monkey Island, which was uh, originally, when was that released? That's 1990. 1990. So I was 10. Good few years ago now. Um. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't yet. <laughs> yes. Um. 
Yeah, so the, it's it is a fun, silly little point and click adventure game about you being a pirate, wanting to, f- to be a pirate, trainee pirate. Yeah, wanting to be a pirate, um, going out looking for some treasure to prove yourself, having some interactions with a zombie ghost pirate, a ghost pirate initially. Yeah, a ghost pirate king type uh, that also is looking for the same treasure as you, and off on adventures you go. Well, I mean, initially he's um, just kidnapping the governor. Yes. he's fallen for the governor. Yes. And when she told him to drop dead, he literally did. <laughs> and now he's a ghost. And she's still not interested. Yeah. So that, that first game, I think it definitely has less... Of the, of the two that we're going to talk about first, definitely had less of the moon logic in it. Yes. Which, a term that if any of you listening don't know, is sometimes point-and-click adventure games will have use random object on random object in a way that doesn't make sense to progress. Yes. Um, And, you know, the, the first one of these... And is... it becomes less about solving puzzles, going, I understand this thing. It's combine everything on everything until you accidentally progress. Rub A on B until success happens. Yes. And, like, the first Monkey Island doesn't have too much of that. It's a fairly, like, streamlined, focused story. Yep. Um... I like the combat system and how that plays into into sort of uh, comedy. Yes, even if the RNG wasn't great. The, yeah, we so the first one features uh, insult sword fighting, yes. which neatly gets around. We're playing a point and click. Yeah, how do we get action into this? Yes, yeah, so the idea is that like you will use like the setup to a thing against an enemy and if they successfully use the comeback you now know the comeback so if someone uses that against you you know the comeback and whoever's winning this verbal sparring match wins the sword fight yes but there was a lot of okay i just need the answer to this one joke yeah i've not had a a game play with that bad rng in a long time like from the beginning we were getting pirates that were just going i don't know the answer to that I don't know the answer which, to that. Which meant I couldn't learn the things I needed to progress. And, and then just giving us the same things we already had over and over again? Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, it wasn't... Like, it wasn't, like, a deal-breaker. It was just a slight, oh, this is a bit weird. That was the biggest complaint I had about that game. And when... You, your game's doing something right when a little bit of bad RNG in the middle is the worst I can say about it. Yeah. I mean, that is the one that usually breaks speedruns, that whole section. I um, can imagine. So? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things where it's like, yeah, this was clearly made in the 90s and I, I probably wouldn't have advised some of these uh, some of these decisions as being respectful if you were making it today, but yes, and we'll yeah. get to that with the second as well, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think um I mean, obviously I think that these days we wouldn't make a whole story about voodoo. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Um, yes, the uh, you've gone to the deserted island and the people there are cannibals, because of course they are, because they're... But they're not really. It's just mainly for the tourists, for sure. Yeah, it's... it's it's. I generally found it really, like, pretty well paced uh, for point and click. It was... Not too moon logic-y. It was pretty fun, pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, good, memorable cast of characters. Oh, yes. Uh, and then we went on to uh, the second one. What's the Le second Chuck's one? Revenge, Le Monkey Chuck's Revenge, Monkey Island 2. Yeah, Monkey Island 2, Le Chuck's Revenge. Um, Special edition. Yes. So, also, a really fun 
funny, amusing, sweet little point-and-click great adventure. Great music, I should add. Yep, great soundtrack. Um, considerably more moon logic. Yes. There's a lot more examples of moon logic. Monkey wrench nearly broke you, didn't The it? monkey wrench nearly broke me. <laughs> That's not a monkey wrench, it's a monkey. Fuck off. You've been used as a wrench. No. no. <laughs> don't hypnotise a monkey, now it's a wrench. No. I don't. No. Because, like, it's... Here's the thing. It's not even that that frustrated me most. That might have been the thing that broke me. Yeah. But the thing that's far more frustrating is this does the thing that, like, a few point and clicks have done over the years that have really frustrated me, which is you try and do the thing, such as use item on item. Yes. And it does not succeed. So you go, cool, that's not the solution. I'll... Try different object on thing or thing on different object. Oh no, no, try that thing again. Tr- yeah, try that thing four, five, six times and then like th- for seemingly no difference. Yeah, like the Bef- spitting is a bit... Um, the, the spitting is a particularly... The spitting at the end, not the spitting in the competition. Yes, the spitting on the Rube Goldberg machine yes. is a particularly nasty... Okay, I tried that and it failed. I tried that and it failed. I tried that and it failed. Oh, it worked that time, did it? Yes. Because, like, that one annoys me because the whole point is it's this really precise, well-positioned Rube Goldberg machine, which suggests it's set up perfectly so if you do the thing, it will work. Like... Yes, but I'm... (sighs) I mean, I I can see the point I think they were trying to make is... Yes, but Guybrush is only an amateur spitter. Yes, but I feel like if you're going to have that goal, you need to have a voice line that's something like... I should try that again. I I should try that again. I think I nearly had it. Or something to signal you are correct for persisting on this. Yes. And it it reminded me for the first time in a while of... Broken Age. uh, Broken Age Act 2 and the snake that explicitly the game tells you you will not gain anything by staying here and you have to ignore that several times over several minutes before something happens. Yes. As the game actively tells you nothing will happen and that you shouldn't persist. Well, some of those people were the same people. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) I think that's why I was reminded of it because I'm like, that that doesn't add anything to the game. It just makes it frustrating. Yes. Um, Otherwise enjoyable game... That the the moon logic mainly aside, yeah. there are two references to um, male characters wearing slightly more femme clothing. Yeah, for example, Largo Legrand, the bully at the beginning. Uh, you need to get uh, his bra to make a voodoo yeah. doll. And later on, we have Guybrush in a dress. And neither and of those. Maybe is a- that is supposed to be played for laughs. But I mean, none of the characters within the game it, actually yeah. like make a joke of it. Like, like go, go rush. As, I mean, we didn't like look. I don't think we spent like did the whole look at the item thing uh, once we yeah. had the bra. Like we picked it up and went okay, but like no one said anything. Marley didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just the way we I played wanted... it. But like it seemed oh, like nothing. surprisingly not played for punchlines. Yeah. That being said, there was a costume shop that has some pretty. Yes, fucking gross some... costumes in it. Yes, there are some costumes in that costume shop. That of all the things that they changed for the special edition, yeah, really, they film. couldn't have, couldn't have, couldn't have fixed that. Yeah, because there are two very um, stereotypical of certain parts of the world costumes. Yeah, two pretty racist costumes. Otherwise enjoyable game. Yep. 
Um, both of them, I think, have, for the most part, quibbles we've we've mentioned aside, have aged pretty well, and those special editions yep. have done a good job of keeping them feeling well-paced and modern. Yep. Um, the ending of Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge... Yes. Um, I'm sure as fuck glad I didn't have to wait 30-odd years to find out what the fuck was up with that. I mean, I don't know what year Curse of Monkey Island came out, but that did sort of provide a response to that. Yes, but clearly not the response that now we're getting. Because... Kind of? We've both started... You've completed on casual puzzle difficulty, and I have. I've only had time to put like an hour into it, because work stuff um we've started playing slash played the new one yes return to monkey island yes do you want to talk about this because i've been talking a lot because those were my Um, first proper experience ones so the opening of this game starts with two children uh guybrush and chucky uh literally appearing to be the two kids at the end of um uh, LeChuck's Revenge. Yes, and like that e- whole cliffhanger, and sort of walking up to the two adults standing outside, yeah. but now they're not their parents. They're like, hey, we'll just pretend they're our parents. Yes, um, and then like it's a really nice way of doing the tutorial, in that it's like, hey, we should do this, we should do that, yeah. and you get like a couple of pop ups on screen of like, go here, do that, yeah. go here, do that. Um, but then it is very, very simply like, hey, you need to get the key. Where is the key? There is the key on the wall. Cool. Pick up the key. Take it over here. Use it in the lock. Pick up the thing that you need to exchange for something else to get the thing that you need to move on to the next part of the story. Yeah. Um, like to, um, to introduce the concept of the fact that this has a uh, highlight button like you had in Simon the Sorcerer. Which mm. was a button you just press and it just makes things flash or, or yes, things uh, show up telling you this is a hotspot on the screen. Yeah. Rather than pixel hunting, just yeah. find these little... These are the clickables. Yeah. Which I think also helps with the fact that there, are control- there is controller support, which you yeah. can use to just sort of um, analog stick flick between the, uh, the uh, clickables. That makes sense. Yeah, I haven't tried with the controller. I I played around a little with the controller support. I had controller, but also like I was playing on the Steam Deck, so I had the touchpad set up as a oh, mouse okay. as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, left analog stick is walk around. You just walk around with the left analog stick. Okay. Right analog stick is used for flicking between interactable things. Oh. Um, when you highlight a thing, there'll be a a number of like your A B X Y buttons that are different things you can do with it different as verbs. like uh, different verbs. And then Y br- generally brings up your inventory so you can then use stuff on stuff. Okay. It works pretty well. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's like a big spoiler to say that like, this is a Monkey Island game about wanting to relive your glory days. Certainly, I'm very early on. It seems like the initial setup but also the story of the main adventure seems to a certain degree about wanting to recapture your peak and trying to be the what you were at your best. I'm worried about spoiling no, something no. that isn't even in the game. Okay, so after the after after the after, yeah, 
you are told that there is a, a new section opened up in the scrapbook, which quickly mentioned the scrapbook actually. Oh yeah, yeah. So the scrap there. When you first bring up the game, it's like there is a scrapbook if you need a recap on what has happened in previous yeah. games, and you click on this and it's literally a, like a scrapbook with little cutouts yeah. and pictures and drawings. And you click on things and it tells you about the bits of the story, all of the previous games, including Escape and Tales. Yes. Um, like, and it's just really. Really, really charming. And it just adds a whole extra section to that book after you've finished. Yeah. So it's a complete breakdown of everything you've done in return. And then there's one other thing that I don't want to really spoil. But um, it's like it's quite a nice little thing to have afterwards. Um, But without spoiling too much of that or any of that, hopefully. Um, I mean... Uh, Monkey Island 1 was a lot of that team's first game. Yes. And Monkey 2 was a little bit of, uh, ah, we've made something hugely successful, what yes, do? the difficult second album. And then this is, we're some of those people. Yeah. And we're kind of going back and doing this again. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is as all, all of the previous games about the people who are making it largely. Yeah, I can definitely feel that. It it feels um it feels very self-referential in oh, a yeah. way that doesn't feel too tacky. Um yeah. like again, very early on um I've yet to make it onto the ship. Oh right, to, yeah. To give I you mean a sense that, of that's like, that's a, that's a good fair fair chunk of the game to I, get onto I've the ship. Probably like an hour or maybe a little more, yeah. but um yeah, so far I've had a lot of interactions with characters who have been very aware of how much time has passed yes. since the first Monkey Island, that, that original adventure, yep. and are very aware of how their lives and the world around them have changed in the time since, Yes, and that doing the sort of adventure they did back then isn't the same kind of proposition as it is today. No. And... It feels very fitting for a... Like, it feels like a very fitting approach for going back to a thing that... Trying to dig so far back into your history. This feels like a yes. good way to do it. Yeah, I absolutely think so. And and also there's a thing that you've been... I've been seeing in a lot of um, sort of these callback type... Yeah. Nostalgia fests that we've been getting a lot of. Like, obviously the fans absolutely wanted it. But... There seems to be this whole thing with a lot of these of we're basically going to set up a whole lot of there's younger people now. Yes. And they're not necessarily the antagonists, but there's a lot of them around and they have very different ideas about how things should be done. And like, uh, I think like Ghostbusters Afterlife had a little bit of that. Yeah. While also being like, hey, the past people, that's cool. I'm very early on, but it's already making me think about the fact that 2022 has been very much a year for bits of media I have enjoyed that have been about creators coming back to creating after several years and Mm. wrestling with the legacy of what they made before and how they make something new in a world that has changed in the time since they last made it. MCR. Like, I'm thinking State of Decay by uh, My Chemical Romance, but I'm also thinking stuff Foundations like... Um, of Decay. Uh, yes, sorry, did I say State, State of, of Decay? 
Um, I was trying to think of stack. I was jumping to the next thing I was going to talk about. In my brain crossed yeah. wires. Foundations of Decay by My Chemical Romance, but also um, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Yeah. In many ways, felt like this. The sort of how do I go back to go back to the thing now that time has passed and I might not be the same person who created it originally. Yeah. I feel like we've had some of this with a lot of the um, Marvel series. Yeah. Like a lot of the, hey, we're trying to introduce the new Avengers. Yes. Um, so there is a lot of the, the the old Avengers are kind of retiring and we're introducing a lot of young characters. Yeah. And it feels like there is a purpose to that. And, and the, I was getting kind of vibes of that of... Um, I, again, not really spoiling stuff. From the very first minute you arrive in town and you walk into the scum bar. So anyone who's played a Monkey Island will know how early that is. Yes. You literally walk off the top of the lookout and walk into the into the tavern. Yeah. And or the bar. And um there are new pirate leaders. Yeah. And one thing that is was immediately a thought like especially Okay, it was a it was a thing that I thought now that I am more of an adult playing through these games. And in a like play through them in a through your eyes kind of way. Yeah. Because you were doing all the conversations, having all the com doing yeah. going through all the conversation trees. Stuff that I've not really looked at at years. I mm. pick I say I play these games every year, but I pick them up, speed run them in an hour and put them down again. <laughs> and this is like, yep, I listened to the music, I saw the the things I liked. There's stuff I had completely forgotten Yay. that I only picked up again watching through watching with you and stuff that I'm obviously experiencing for the first time looking at at this game and watching it through your eyes and, and obviously also having a back seat with that was this is supposed to be the Caribbean and it's white as fuck oh indeed it is and there are indeed it is there are very few. Uh, very few women characters yeah, for a start. Yeah, and like immediately you walk into Scumbar in Return to Monkey Island, and uh, you've got two women and a black guy are the yeah. new pirate leaders. Yeah, cool. It's it's the world. It's letting its world change and yes. modernize. Yes, good. And not just trying to be exactly as you remember the world. Yeah, and also like I think that speaks somewhat to. Hey, we were these people, but we're coming back now, kind of thing, and realizing, hey, it used to be a pro almost certainly was an office full of white guys. Oh, at Skywalker Ranch, making guarantee making the early Lucasfilm games, uh, games, and uh, the LucasArts games, and um, like I hope more more of that that like the the rest of the team is more diverse now. Uh, yeah. But it, it was nice to sort of go like, um, have you met the locksmith yet? Oh, yes. I yes. think she's amazing. Oh, I am so into this character <laughs> already. Like, you are such a badass. I love you. And I, I like that there's also a lot more thought put into um, thoughtful uh, accessibility and support features. Oh, with yeah. This. I was like, last yeah. night, I because I managed to get, because uh, we had a bank holiday yesterday. I managed to edit accessibility yeah. before my usual very late at night time. Yeah. Which meant I could just dive onto Monkey Island. And, um, like, the first few things was like, 
hey, Laura, I've just seen a thing where you can do text and speech. Yeah. I mean, that's quite an old feature. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can highlight stuff. Um, I mean, again, an old feature from other point-and-click games, but I don't think ever ended up in Monkey Island yeah. and really I mean, appreciated. The, the, the big ones that really stood out to me as, like, things that really need to be more main, mainstay and do pop up in some point-and-clicks or oh. text adventures, and I'm glad they were here, is the ability to scroll back and read backwards through text. Oh, God, yes. Um, if you zoned out and missed something. Which is um, something, like, I... The number of times I've had to do the can you repeat that line yeah. during um, insult sword fighting in original Monkey Island yeah. because I just and, zoned out and, or something. Yeah, and the other one is I really like the in-world inclusion of the hint book. I really enjoyed um, that. Speaker and, tags is, is available in the yeah. in the subtitle section. Yeah. Um, the, also, like, uh, not audio description, uh, non-dialogue subtitles. Non-dialogue subtitles or captions, yeah. Yes, I was very um, happy to see those. The, the thing I like about, like about the hint book is, like, it's not... You're not preached to not overuse it, but, like, there is in-character... It may diminish your experience if you overuse it, but it's entirely on your shoulders. Yeah. And, like, the way it's implemented is very much... We will give you a very broad hint. Mm-hmm. You can ask for more detail on that hint, and you can ask for more detail again. So Sometimes if st- you can ask for even more. Yeah. On that. So if if you've got a thing you're stuck on, a specific thing, you can go. Okay, how how specific do I need you to be before I twig and work out, like get an idea of what yeah. to do? And I appreciate that. I have really appreciated that hint system. I maybe use it five or six times throughout the the game. I tried to be as sparing as possible. I I used it a little at the start, mainly because I was curious. Like I didn't need the help. I was just like, I want to, I want to know how it works. How and did this do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did end up using it a couple of times. I very much appreciated that, rather than you know getting really frustrated about it. Yep. Um, and like it's not like I can trust that I have the time now to do what I did as a kid, and you know make notes about stuff and wander around and click on everything for hours and hours and hours and rub it X on Y and hope that I'd done everything correctly and Yep. You know. Yep. I or, or even as I did back in the time, a friend who had completed it some years prior, do you remember enough to tell me what do? I mean that is basically how we played the first two this weekend. Yeah. Person uh, who knows what do? I was the friend who was able yeah. to tell you what do. Um the art style I wasn't sure about when I saw trailers. The art style for this, um, I, uh, I, I wasn't in love with it, but I was like, in, you know what, I'm, I'm not I, opposed. To I it. didn't actively dislike it. I was just like, I, I wasn't certain about it. And in practice, I actually really enjoy it. I really adore it. I think yeah. it's so sweet. I like the. I like the like textured brushes they've obviously used on a lot it, of these things. It, it has a lot of charm in practice. And I think as soon as I had my hands on it, I I felt a lot more positive about it. I love it. Um, I'm very happy with it. Um, I really enjoyed the whole adventure in that art style. Yeah. I like the joke about it really early on. Oh yes, yes. When you uh, go and see Otis. Yes. Oh, you've had a had a new art style. Ooh, hey, you're looking you good. Notice. New art style. Oh, you noticing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's one of my very favorite early jokes. Um. Yeah, just also it's a bit weird going around Melee Island at the beginning and going, oh, things have, have changed and not all for the better. Yeah. Like some of it's like, 
the the first when you as soon as you get out of the prelude and it does the whole uh secret of monkey island intro of like deep in the heart of the caribbean yeah um and then goes into the like the theme tune and it's just like yes we're back baby <laughs> um and that is a beautiful nostalgia here and then like going into the town just going yay this is here and the oh well that's not so good or well, things well, are a, a bit bad in this way and a bit bad in that way and like Going to stands, we I like. I guess you've been to stands. Yep, yeah. Like, oh, oh, why? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we knew that he'd had several other jobs since stands previously owned vessels. Yes. But like, oh, oh my. Uh, but yes, like I played all the way through to the end. Had a little cry at the end because I I thought it was exactly what it needed to be and very beautiful at the end. Aww. Um. And immediately was like, I'm diving in to play the, the harder version. I'm excited to see that it has what sounds like a director's commentary-ish. The, what is it, writer's... Not a director's commentary, no. Mm-hmm. The writer's cut is... Uh, basically, we have cut none of the extraneous text out of this. Okay. This is almost like a an uncut version. A oh. It's not as succinct... It's yes. n- it's some of the lines are a bit longer than they need to be. Yeah, maybe there's slightly more jokes in it. I'm not entirely sure. Like I've okay. I've, I've only played like an hour and a half of my like second run. The 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 version before the um the the copy editor made them yes. trim it down. Yeah, as I think that's what it is. I haven't f- fully been aware of anything that's changed specifically. Yeah, but like when oh, you click okay. on it, it's like there's just extra text. That's um, interesting. It's all voiced, so uh, I've enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes some really interesting places. Uh, there is a reference to... Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. There are some beautiful references in the last like hour of this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I will not spoil, but if you remember playing like Amiga and DOS versions of The Secret of Monkey Island... You will probably get a big smile out of at least one of the things. Oh yay! Um, that oh, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, there's 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 some really lovely stuff in there, and oh my goodness, the so the hardcore mode, right? The obviously I've got through the game, and I'm it's still fresh enough in my memory that that hasn't been a problem, but I, I it might be the autism. Might yeah. be the autism that, like, a couple of times I've gone, but that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> that, that... No, no, the, the simple answer to this puzzle that was the answer to this puzzle. That just, no, mm, mm, that, mm, that might mm. be the autism. Now it has a little bit of the bullshit to it. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a puzzle that I played through in um, the, st- the, the casual mode. Where you have to put a thing in another thing and you are rewarded with the item you need to solve a different puzzle. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And I was like, I know how to do this bit. Got to this bit, put the thing in the thing. As soon as I touched it, it exploded. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, well, that, that's, that, that's new. Well, I, I like that level of replayability. That's neat. Like, sometimes that I can, like, see a thing in a room and go, ah, I already understand... Or think I know what the solution to this is going to be mm. because I played through on casual and I know what I need to be able to do. 
maybe that is a bit of a spoiler. That I know that I need to be able to do this thing in this area. Hmm. And, oh, I can see why it doesn't work. Okay. I can already see the solution to that call. Sorted, moved on, done. But this one thing with this just exploding item, I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, I don't know what to do. I did eventually use the hint book on it and was immediately like, that's bullshit. That's a moon logic bullshit. Not really. Was had... it Monkey Wrench? It wasn't Monkey Wrench at all. Like, at all. It was like, you have to fix this thing. Oh, I have some screws. Oh, a thing exploded and screws will fix screws it. Screws will fix it. I don't need any tools, apparently, <laughs> or glue, or a manual, <laughs> or tool, or tools, or anything. I just need to use the screws I got about ten minutes ago. Spoilers for a puzzle about an hour and a half into the game, I guess. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I can I can see that I am probably going to go a few times just mm, bullshit. I'm, I'm excited to have more time to play it, and uh, at the very worst, I might take the Steam Deck on the train that we've got to take at the weekend yeah. and finish playing through it on the train. Yay. And then I can always nudge over and be like, hey, how do... <laughs> are you playing casual? I'm playing casual first, okay, cool. which I suspect will be fine, but... Yeah, there are, there are a few times in casual where... If anything, I think not playing the hardcore version, like, tipped me up a little bit. Mm. Because I was focusing on things, and... You were expecting it to be more complicated than it was? Yes. Yeah. Like, it looked like there was a bigger puzzle there, and I suspect that I will probably find when I get to those areas in hardcore that there will be a puzzle there. Like, there, there is only one thing, I think, that is openly discussed as not being in the casual mode. You get to a point, probably about two thirds of the way through the game, and this game is longer than I thought. It's five chapters instead of the usual four. Okay. Because I got to the chapter four, I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm really racing through this." And you think I'm nearly finished, and then it's like, "Nope, you're not nearly finished." There's a whole other chapter. I was like, "Oh, and it's quite a long one." Oh, yay! Yay! So many extra puzzles. Um, but yeah, there's uh a thing where you are introduced to this concept and one of the first things a character will say to you is like, hey, you're playing casual mode. Yeah. This has absolutely no reward at the end of it. <laughs> but you are perfectly welcome to do it if you want to, to just experience that bit of content. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah. I didn't is... get to the end of it uh, in casual because I guess there was no roadblock that would have... Activated. Activated. I I think I can guess what that roadblock might have ended up being, but mm. yeah, it was a, a like a, a fun little bit of build this over the course of s- talking to several different characters, yeah, type puzzle thing, um, but without being insult sword fighting or yeah. rhyming sword fighting from Curse of Monkey Island. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess I think that's everything I'd say. I love the music. I love the the reimagined versions of the music. Love the art style. Yeah. I've enjoyed the puzzles. I have enjoyed a more diverse cast. I kind of want another Monkey Island game after Yay! this. Um, I don't know if they would, though. But um, I don't know if there needs to be. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, Shall we rattle through a couple of other things Tell we've played? Tell us some things you've played. Well, I mean, there's one other one we did together, which is we finished playing through The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. We did. Um, that game is really good. It is really good. It's very fun. 
Uh, very much enjoyed. Once like, again, finished it in two sittings. Uh, three sittings. Three, was it three sittings? Yeah, we did a bit. Last weekend it was Saturday and Sunday, and then we finished it off this weekend. Oh, yes. We only had like a couple of dungeons left yeah. to do. Um, the final fight is satisfyingly challenging. Yeah. Um, I like the narrative payoff. I yeah. it's just a very satisfying Zelda to play, and yeah, I, the dungeons are really nicely designed. Yeah, yeah, they're some of my favorite Zelda dungeons. I, I. I don't mind its length. It's nice to have a Zelda you can go back and probably if we tried we could have done in a weekend. Yeah, and that's I mean, you can nice with a lot of the early ones. Yeah. If you've if you're willing to put the time in. Yeah. And, and you know what you're doing. I, I I like sometimes just being able to go sit down, have feel like I've played a Zelda and have that not be a huge time investment. But yeah. Uh, I finished playing something this week as well. You did? Uh, I finished playing through Wayward Strand. Yay, that delightful game. Yeah, we were talking about this last week. It's yeah. that game about having conversations with old people on a on a sort of uh, hospital yes. airship. Um, so your, our suspicion was correct that it is three days. Yes. It's three days and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely... Ah, oh, that game is really good. Yes. I left the end of day three simultaneously very I wish I had more time with these characters and also very it feels fitting that I've had this very fleeting chance to get to know them and had to leave so suddenly. You're just a young person. Um, yeah, life, life... Leaping into these, these older people's worlds. Yeah. And... Um, I finished this and really wanted to replay it. Yes, um, you said you wanted to like follow different people. And... Yeah, there are there are revelations on day three that took characters I'd been minimally interested in and gone. Oh, I really wish I'd spent more time with you before this point. Mm. Um, I clearly missed some stuff going on. I mean, that sounds like the experience of having elderly relatives. Full stop. Yeah. Like shit, I wish I'd spent more time with you. And and again, that's the thing that like I think makes it ending so abruptly after three days feel fitting is you don't have all the time in the world. No. You have a limited amount of time and you you find out what you can and you learn what you can and you get to know people and yeah. then that time is done and life continues. Yeah. Um there are some plot threads that I, I like had I nearly succeeded on and and I really want to go back and try again. Um, uh, Tommy, the nonverbal yes. character, absolutely so glad I invested a lot of time in yeah. getting to know her. Um, everything ended up being very sweet there, and I I feel very satisfied with how that story ended. Yeah. Um, there is so many plot threads that like there are like three characters on the you know the menu you can use to be like point me to where this character is. Did you never see this? Nope. Um, you know, there's like a little silhouette of a person in the bottom left as an option, like, uh... I have never noticed this. Okay, if you click on it, it shows icons of all the people, and if you click on a person, it will point you with an arrow to where they are in the building if you're struggling to find That's them. That's really cool. That's really helpful, right? <laughs> um, but the point being, uh, end of the game, there was like three characters that were still silhouettes that I'd never met. What? Yeah. Um, one of them, I assume, I I completely missed the, I I don't know whether it, it happening or not was dependent on my choices, but um the the big VIP visitor oh, on the third yes, day yes, yes, yes. in my playthrough never came. Oh, and I don't know whether some of my choices led to that happening. Oh. Um, 
I don't know whether they could have visited and I just never saw them because I was really trying to lean in on spend the time with the visitors. I wasn't like hanging around the nurses' station listening uh, the residents. Um, I wasn't hanging around the nurses' station like listening for for the gossip. Yes, but like yeah, I clearly didn't meet like three people. Wow, and that's intriguing. That is intriguing. Um, I want to get back to that because I really enjoyed what I played. The main problem has been, as I've sort of briefly alluded to the last couple of episodes, I really injured myself quite badly and have been struggling with very high levels of pain, which has meant my already crap attention span has been absolutely shit until about maybe Sunday. Yeah, Sunday seemed to be like you you seemed alert for the first time in a while. I think I'd, I think it was the first time I'd slept properly, because yeah. I it was a case of I'd got through a night of not getting up to pee or something and yeah. like pulling everything again. Yeah, it seems like I pulled like a fairly major muscle in my side, which meant that for a while I couldn't stand up. Yeah, and for a, for a long time moving or sleeping or being in any position that yeah. wasn't standing upright. And that was the other thing, like, just, I must stand up, Mm. meant that I was constantly exhausted, Yeah, because that was the only way to be comfortable. But yes, I I really want to get back to Wayward Strand, because, but I have not had the focus for it. Indeed. It is a game that requires you to have patience and focus, and those are not things that you've had. Like. (laughs) <laughs> I think, barely been awake. I think you're right, Sunday, because we went through we went through the Monkey Islands and then you played through. Oh yeah, the... I played Portal, didn't I? Yeah, we we, we did the uh, Portal director's commentary for the first <laughs> Portal, uh, which was a which lo- I've never listened to. Before. Yeah, it's a really interesting way to experience that, it isn't is, it? It is a bit of a nightmare sometimes to get the director's yes. commentary bit of that game. The uh, Portal Two does a much better job, but the original Portal's director's commentary will frequently get spoken over by GLaDOS and often the director's commentary nodes will be in places where GLaDOS is going to keep talking at you and will not stop long enough for you to listen to director's commentary. Yes. I hadn't remembered how short Paul 1 was. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah. it's a few hours long, if that, once, yeah, once like, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I know people speedrun it at alarming speed, but, like, mm. yeah, like, the, the, there wasn't really any points of getting stuck. There were a few points of Hang on, where is the where is the one wall? Yeah, I know I'm in one of those areas with just the one wall. Yeah, uh, oh, like, um, yeah. But that was definitely the sign of like, oh, you you didn't hand the controls off over to me at any point over a couple of hours. Yeah, look that, at that focus. Well, that I mean that had been the thing like the previous weekend with um, Link Between Worlds. You'd be like, do you want to go for a bit? I'd be like, yeah, I'll have a go for a bit, and then like I'd start playing, and maybe fifteen twenty minutes, I'd be like. I can't focus on this, I'm really sorry. It's okay, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I feel like I've roped you into playing a game. No, and you've not. I'm enjoying playing it. I'm just trying to not... I'm trying to do the thing where we take turns <laughs> and I'm not being rude. I have to make sure I offer you turns because otherwise, even if I know that they're not going to last very long, I don't want to be rude. I'm turning I this turns. into a let's play. <laughs> That's okay, we can do See, it. I'm comfortable in turning can... this into a let's play. That's okay, I'll always be a let's play for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, Wayward Strand, really lovely. Um, if you could probably finish a playthrough in like four to five hours pretty comfortably. Should you? I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any way to rush 
the amount of time this will take to finish because the in-game clock but, lasts as long as it does. Okay, well, do, do you think uh, that it has been of any benefit to pause between the days? Well, see, Take a time to think about well, that, maybe? When, when I say the amount of time, I'm not s- suggesting you should play it all in one well, sitting. Well, that's what, that's what I meant. Well, like, okay, should to, you? To, okay, to clarify what I was saying there, it's only four or five hours long, dot, 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 which is really beneficial for the fact that it's a game that sort of invites you to replay it and go find more things. And I like that it's not too long. Yeah. So that it's not too daunting to replay yes. through it. Um, if you want to. I think there was some benefit to taking a bit of time between each of the days. Mm. Like each of the in-game days, an hour, maybe an hour and a half mm. um, of real world time to do. And I honestly feel like having... A day's break between each of the in-game days mm. helps settle that feeling that like you are coming back to it at a different time. Yeah, I think that 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 pause and that separation between the days and doing it in maybe like three hourish hour to an hour and yeah. a half chunks. I I got the the vibe that that might be the case. To, to, yeah, that there might be a benefit to have the experience of like your main character, you're stepping away from it. At least until tomorrow. Yeah. Um. After it having like one solid, th- and maybe you know, the journey home of thinking about what your day's been like. The yeah. The like overnight thinking about what's happened. She's a journalist, so I guess going over her notes somewhat. Yeah, it's it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, did we play anything else that we want to talk about did this we week? Else? Um, I think that was all. I think that was all of it. Yeah. We didn't manage any board games this week. Uh, no, but we, we did play a fair few things, so, yeah. uh, is that it? Well then, <gasps> time for this. Welcome back to the BBC. Uh, in a very rare unexpected turn, we today have as our guest a trans person, unopposed, on the air. This was a terrible idea. Trans person. Hi there. Um, tell me... Literally anything that you want me to know as a trans person, just, just anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to ask you. Well, ultimately, we we just like any normal person. We just <gasps> we we just <gasps> we just want to be treated with respect. <gasps> we, we 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 just want to go about our daily lives. Really, and you're just oh goodness, what what is this extremist rhetoric? I mean, which is, you know, I just want to be able to go about my life and, you know, get on a bus without people staring oh, or shouting. Oh, the transgender out in full once again. Re- really, really, this kind of, this kind of extremist polarising nonsense. I mean, it's just, I want to do what everybody else does, you know, I want to go be able to quietly go about my life. We we brought you on the air to, to give you a platform and you use it to spill so- this vile hatred. It's not necessarily about anyone else. I just just want to be able to just be quietly going about my life like any other human being. Disgusting, offensive. I can't believe that anyone let you on the air. We need to uh, cut, 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 cut the thing. Just a cup of tea. No. Just want a cup. Of... And next on, a literal fascist. Welcome. All right, everyone, everyone. It's eleven fifty nine. It's almost. It's almost Tuesday. It's almost. We're almost done. Uh, everything will be opening back up at once. I know that you've all, uh, everyone in the UK, you've been waiting a very long time for this. Pip, pip. Exactly. Are you ready? Are you raring everyone? 
Telly who? I can't hear you. Telly who? Right, as soon as it hits midnight and it's Tuesday, the national period of mourning will be over and everything will be open. So you can you can get back to Centre Parks, you can go to Morrison's. Uh, what, what else do you do, British public? Q. Q, you can, well, you were allowed to queue before, but you can join other queues that are not the queue. Will we ever see such a beautiful queue ever again, I wonder? Oh, I, 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 I suspect a queue the likes of it will never be seen again. Oh, if only we could have another one of those queues. It was so good. Perhaps we could maybe invite people to queue up for a Gregory's or something. They well, make, maybe want to follow the sausage rules. Well, I mean, look, considering how many of you are itching to get back to everyday life, I'm sure any second now there will be huge queues for... Oh, and there we go, the doors are open. The UK is back. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? I've not put a huge amount in my eyes this no, week. No, it's not been a um, heavy. It's, it's been a very played heavy week. Um, yes. I did read through, so that is something I put in my mm. eyes, the rule book for Alice is Missing. I did. I is... watched some, le- uh, some not Let's Plays, uh, I watched a couple of video reviews. Yeah. And I watched uh, a instructional video. Yes, so this was the thing you got me for birthday. Yeah, because you wanted this for a while. Yeah, I've been very intrigued by it. It is a, uh, it is a, it is a tabletop uh, role-playing game um, that is about trying to solve the disappearance of a missing, missing person called Alice. Uh, but the deal is, is that you do it all in text chat. Um, you pick characters and you learn a bit about them. And then you set up a group text chat with everyone's names changed to their uh, their their character names. Uh-huh. You can message individually between each other. Can you call as a voice message. Yep. Uh, the last well, message was... that you sent to your. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a second, oh. but uh, yeah. So you can either chat as a group in the text chat in character or you know privately with each other if you wish to. And every ten minutes, you turn over a card that will sort of add a bit to a bit to the mystery or a clue and sort of give you something new to talk about in character um and yes as you as you said one of the first things you do before you start this text chat is once you want you've done your character creation and you know who your character is and what their whole deal is you go into another room separately away from everyone else and record the last voicemail you left on Alice's phone. And before... try and get your secret in. Yeah, try and try and squeeze in your character's like secret in there so that like if it hasn't come out by the end, like aha, we understand what's going on. And then at the end, once the mystery is solved, everyone's uh, voicemails get played and you have a little debrief. It seems like a really interesting rule set for a mystery solving game that doesn't have a set answer. The answer will change each time you do it. Mm. Uh, that has a framework for, yeah, it's about solving a mystery, but it's much more about just having conversations in character and yeah. building these people. Trying to get a group together that will very much get into that. Yes, that will get into, like, in-character texting. And I think that, like, in some ways that will be easier for some people than uh, voice-wise getting into character and role-playing because there's that sort of uh, fear of feeling silly doing voices and things like that that you can get rid of when it's you know people have time to think about how to say what they want to say when in text chat yeah but also i think with and and i suppose it's partly to do with the, the being able to think about what you want to say just the idea that you have a delete button yes so you can like backspace and no that's not quite the words i want to say i want to put yeah. it this way and like the game's rules are very like from the front like 
There will be periods of, like, everyone chatting all at once when new clues get revealed. There'll be quiet moments, and, like, it's expected to play, like, a like a group chat where a couple of people might be chatting, you might be quiet for a moment, but then you start getting chatty and someone else goes quiet, and that's just the way it kind of works. Yeah. And no one worries about talking over each other, because, you know, you just throw just it in the text. Just read it back. Yeah. Um, it, also, it's 90 minutes. It has a YouTube video with music and... Yes. Um, it will help prompt you about like times and stuff. Indeed. Um, and the rule book has a bunch of really neat stuff in there about like, hey, this is a game with some heavy themes. Here is some good frameworks for like consent around topics in narrative. Yes. And ways to, without anyone asking any questions, go a thing has come up and I need that to be off topic. Can we delete that message and not include that further in the narrative? Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff around like, Hey, this is a story about a missing girl. There are certain outcomes that could happen that might be difficult. Do you want to remove those from the pool of possibilities before we start? Mm. Lots of just like good aftercare. Yes. And it's sort of stuff in there. Like the game actively encourages a period of, like come down aftercare yes. um group when you're like, finished discussion once you're finished and to sort of come back down to a baseline and like mm-hmm. it seems really well thought through yeah it's a tiny little box it's quite dense is it is it mostly full uh, it's mostly full Good. it no, is not not one of those ones that's just full of empty space no so it is largely a stack of potential characters you could be playing with yep. um a bunch of clues relating to um people locations things like that um a bunch of a bunch of clue cards that like I've not looked through them because I don't want to be spoiled on what the possibilities yeah. are but some of them will tell you to do things mm-hmm. that like physically in the room where you're playing yep. stuff like that and and you can mess around with other stuff and there is still a correct answer to the mystery yeah and it's it's it seems really neat so yeah. I I read through that and got very excited I I mean I'm I'm excited to play it with you I yeah. have learned some things uh, about that game so yeah i'm excited to see and hopefully get a chance to play that with you and and some friendos because that's what's three to eight i think i believe so yeah three to eight players plays in two hours that's 90 minutes actual playtime half an hour roughly yeah 30 to 45 minutes of setup and introduction and then 90 minutes of play which is a good focus length yeah um what about you? What are you putting your eyes this week? Um, not a huge amount. Uh, obviously, we've watched like She-Hulk, uh, Rings yeah. of Power. I have been watching some of the in-deep, in-deep geek breakdowns of uh, the Rings of Power stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he does lots of videos about uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbits, and the wider Tolkien Legendarium. Mm-hmm. Things that, like... I will never get around to reading <laughs> some of the extended stuff because it's quite heavy going and it was never really written to be presented necessarily to the public. Yeah. Christopher Tolkien did a job putting them together into into various volumes, but um, they are perhaps not written exactly as, as Tolkien would have intended to put a published work out. Yeah. So i appreciate somebody who will do like breakdowns of things uh so i've watched all the sort of our understandings of um rings of power including people who have translated the elvish 
Yep, which is, is, is led to some quite interesting things that obviously, if you don't speak Elvish, you wouldn't have necessarily picked up on what certain characters are saying, mm. if it's not subtitled, because it's not always subtitled. Um, I watched uh, one of his videos that was about uh, what is Lord of the Rings, or, or the, the story of Lord of the Rings from the point of view of the Witch King. Mm-hmm. He has done this whole story, a whole series of, what is this from the point of view of somebody who wasn't the main focus of Frodo Sam, the hobbits, yeah. Aragorn. Like, what was this person doing generally throughout this time period? And it's been quite interesting. There's one for Saruman, mm. uh, obviously one for the Witch King. I think there's um, Gandalf. He's done lots of explanation stuff about uh, various other characters as well. It's been really nice. Yeah. Um, that's that's most of it. What about you? Have you watched anything else? Um, I think we watched this together. The first episode of uh, Play It By Ear on Dropout. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the thing that started as a one-off Game Changers episode and is now its own um, show about making musicals I mean, via that's, improv. That's dropout all over. We yeah. had an idea. We did one episode of it. Well, we're spinning it off. Yeah, so Play It By Ear is here is a series of prompts a bunch of improv people who are good at music make up songs for a musical and act them out in real time. The musicians playing the music have not heard the prompts. The people doing the singing and making the characters haven't heard the prompts. Make a musical. Mm-hmm. And the first episode of it is out, and it was about making a musical about Humpty Dumpty. Yes. Um, That became a musical about overthrowing the class system. Yes. Um, the goose, the... the... Tyrannical queen. Yes, the, the tyrannical queen Mother Goose. Um, there was a there was a musical number in which Little Jack Horner had to use as many meanings of the word Jack as possible. Yeah, uh, they that, sure did that. They sure did that. Um, by the end of it, it was quite a sweet little crescendo. It came yeah. to by the end. It was funny. They it all was, did an amazing job. It was funny. It was silly. It was quite sweet. Yeah. Um, that is a bunch of people who are very talented at improvising musicals, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm really intrigued to get more of this. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did you watch anything else? I've been watching a lot of people analysing the Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom video. Sort of what fan fan theories are about what is what is coming next for the Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm, yes. Yeah, so we, we've checked a little bit about this. We we did our own little sit down and watch through the watch through the video and, and chat through it and see what yeah. we thought. And um obviously yeah, there's got some theories. Maybe I'm 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 genuinely curious if we're gonna see some sort of Twilight Realm stuff. I so the one I've been thinking about recently yeah. is um whether we are getting some Skyward Sword stuff I mean we've got floating here. islands it makes I sense I mean there is a formation of, of floating islands on the box art that I've seen a few people go is that Skyfall is that Skyfall Skyloft is that Skyloft is that oh, Skyloft my. from Skyward Sword because it sure looks like Skyloft over oh, there maybe okay I um, hadn't, hadn't spotted any of that yeah I'll see if I can find the picture in a minute but like there, there are people going could this be a Skyloft and I mean floating islands in the sky has pres- precedence in yeah. And here's the thing, if we're talking about turning back time yeah. and islands going back up into the sky, yeah. they they were in the sky and came down. Yep. So I can see how that could be connected. Yep. 
that, oh. that will be cute. Maybe I mean maybe this is it. Like we've had references to a lot of um, uh, Ocarina of Time stuff. I you know, I think there was a few other bits in there as well. So maybe that this will be the moment to be like, hey. So you remember all those bits? We're adding even more bits from the... We're, sl- we're going to get Breath of the Wild 3. And we're going to have the Minish. <laughs> and, and everything else. Who knows? You, you, you found it. I'm trying to find the one that I saw people circling. Uh, it wasn't the box art. It was a different... I guess it was a different image. Uh, um, so yeah, we've got oh. the... Um, the original um oh yeah that yeah. does look like the tower it's, it's very specifically it looks like it's got the skyloft tower and then like the um two uh, chunks that were connected by bridges like they'd have where, all been where at the, the school s- would be in the yeah. academy so they'd have all been connected sort of by bridging but like oh, shit. yeah I, I could see that being skyloft oh, that'd be cool to see come back oh because i'm quite a fan of of skyward sword yeah skyward sword a very good game yeah. i've enjoyed that um yeah, I am. I'm very ready for more Breath of the Wild. I'm very excited oh, for it. I am soon. excited for more people to, more, you know, more trailers and more breakdowns and more theories because I enjoy this like sort of community hype around the thing. It is that exciting era around New Zelda where it's like, ah, you fed us like fifteen seconds of content, all time to dissect. I mean, it there for was weeks. so much going on in those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good time to be excited for a Zelda. Yeah, we've got swirlies, we've got weird glowing symbols, we've got yeah. uh, carvings, all sorts going on. I'm very hype. Have you watched anything else? Uh, just a couple of things on YouTube, really. Yeah. Um, I've been continuing to watch more uh, stuff on the card market YouTube channels. Um. Uh, in particular, I was just watching one called We Rate Your Custom MTG Cards. Ooh. So it's reviewing people's custom Magic the Gathering cards mm-hmm. on how believably they could be used in Magic the Gathering and not completely make the, break the matter. How mm. useful would they be? How interesting is the design, the flavour, the like usability? There's just some interesting content. Mm. And... um. I've been I've been I've been watching some playthroughs of Danganronpa two because yeah. I I've, I've been craving watching human beings respond to the batshit bonkers nonsense that is the end of that game's narrative. It it reaches a point where it's fucking like groundbreaking revelation after groundbreaking revelation like. 30 seconds apart sometimes being like oh yeah we've completely shattered your understanding of what's going on what if we did it again what about again 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 so i've been watching some of those yeah uh what about you you watched anything else uh, i think that's about it really <gasps> it's not been a watch heavy week no no it I hasn't not, not had the focus that's fair well then time for this Got new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have not dolls? Uh, I, 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 there are dolls I don't have, I suppose. Our sponsor this week is definitely normal, one hundred percent normal. D- don't even question it. Normaldolls.lol.net. That's a very lengthy and specific URL. That's a concerning URL. Tell me more. They guarantee that all their dolls are just dolls. Nothing more. <laughs> Wink. I, I, I'm I, worried that you happen to, to say that. They're not secretly alive. They're not cursed. It's just normal dolls. 
definitely normal. I don't know why that makes me more concerned than if you hadn't told me they were normal and non-haunted. They're normal. Just normal dolls. They don't move around on their own. Most don't. Why do you have to specify that? Because it's in the copy? Yeah, but I mean the person who wrote the copy. Is there any, like, fine print on their website or the press release? Because, like... I mean, I magnified the page and, and, you know, set the settings to, like, 400%. And I couldn't see any. Well, I mean, I guess... maybe it's an ARG, I don't know. I I mean, I guess it's just normal dolls, I guess? Normal, definitely. 100% normal, definitely not haunted or in any way ambulatory dolls. Dot wall, dot that. Enter the code QMPS229. Do we get anything for the promo code? You just pay the normal price. The the, for defi- the normal the definitely normal price. For the definitely one hundred percent normal price. The definitely for the normal dolls. Definitely one hundred percent normal dolls. Seems all very normal I, and fine. I mean, I think this might be one of those sponsors where I I I I they didn't send. Oh god, they didn't send us a, a demo one, did they? Yeah, but I can't find it. I mean, I unboxed it. I probably just. ADHD'd and you know forgot where it was okay okay I love where we live but we oh god we need to burn this place down (laughs) inside the boardroom of supremacy software hi hi so I'm guessing you've seen the news at this point uh I mean there's a lot of it right now Uh, Uh, which bit so uh you know that that big open world crime game we've been yeah. working on that's still a long way from finished. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can I can whip them harder if if they, if if you think that's the problem. Well, you know, it wasn't a problem, you know, because we hadn't announced it yet. It was fine until right. um so much footage of it leaked. Right. In right. in its current current state, not okay. the vertical slice. Right, and people are hyped for it. Um, no, people don't understand how game development works, and they're looking at it and going, oh no, Supremacy Software's made the worst looking game they've ever made, because, you know, all the cars are still rectangles because we haven't made the graphics yet. Right. And then the graphics aren't literally the first thing that happens in a game. No, apparently not. I asked, no. the, I asked the, the boffins downstairs, apparently that's not the very first thing that gets done. So, it's not the first thing. Oh. No, so... We have a problem, and I, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before legal will work out who it was that leaked this and why, right, and, right. you know, what we need to work out is, what do we do oh. when we catch him? What do we do? Uh, well, I mean, I could get the extra big flogging stick. I mean, that's a good start, you know, uh, I, I think the first thing we do is we make sure that the police have, like, you know, level five star, don't stop looking for the criminal, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Constantly there'll be a little alarm going, oh, no, you're being chased by the police. That'll be yeah, annoying. Yeah, that will be an. I mean, yeah, well, that alarm. And, um, and we don't turn that off. No, no, we don't. So they turn get that to the off. hospital. They walk out of the hospital. They they're like, ah, I mean, back to my normal life, I guess. And then just yeah, they, they leave. Going. They leave the police station. Oops, they're, they're back on five star. They got to keep okay. running again. Uh, if we, what if we engage the whole tribalism thing and we get like all of the pedestrians to beat them up too? Oh yeah, wonderful. Every pedestrian uh, just out in immediately the street, aggressive. Yeah, we'll just immediately turn aggressive and beat them up. I think that's a wonderful idea. Furries, um, furries too. We'll get like a whole yeah. bunch of furries in there to beat them up too 
Uh, I may. I think we turn on like uh, one hit kill mode, so like you know, yeah, just one hit yeah, they're down. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and their weapons don't work anymore. We'll turn that off. Yeah, uh, we'll make the we'll make the the we'll make everything run really slow. That's going to be really infuriating. We'll make the helicopters run out of fuel. Oh, that's going to be that's so gonna they'll be so get bad. like you know two hundred feet up and then just. <laughs> uh, when they when we catch them all, they're going to have a bad time. Just the worst time. Well, make we'll make it so they can't go in water. You, you're fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> ear, ear it, things. It, what is ear. what is tinkled through your ears oh, this week? No, no one's been tinkling through my ears. What? What? what, what I've put you, sounds in my ears. What sounds have happened in your ear mix? <laughs> um, what's to, resonated your eardrums? Uh, not a lot new. I did listen to a couple of new songs. Um, yes. that I want to give a mention to. Yes. Uh, there was a track called Terrifier. By AJJ. Uh, it's a very chaotic and maybe slightly piratey Scar track. Uh, with a lot of like punk chaos in its pacing. Um, about feeling angry in a beautiful world and feeling torn between either being angry in that beauty or resisting the fact that that beauty dulls your anger. It is a song about complicated feelings. And it was real, real interesting one that felt very tone and pace synced up well to its lyrical content. Hmm. Um, and the other one was a song called Tabs, brackets, I Hope You Get the Plague by the, <laughs> well. small, the Small Calamities, which is an oddly beautiful little song about okay. someone, someone describing their very specific level of dislike of a person. Uh, I will quote a couple of lyrics here. I hope you get the plague, but you survive. I hope you suffer, but I don't want you to die. <laughs> um, it's just a song about having complicated feelings of like, I don't want you not to be alive, but I do want things to really suck for you for a while. Okay. And like a sort of I I. A little bit of yeah. vengeance. A little bit of vengeance. A little bit of but like it, it. It would make me feel good. If you suffered, but I want you to have to stick around. I want karma to happen all over you. Yeah, it is It is an interesting song about, like, desiring catharsis emotionally. Um, yeah, what about you? What have you listened to? What have I listened to? Well, I have been listening to a little bit of uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the name of the track. It's called... Uh, the album I've been listening to is uh, called Omnium Gatherum. Okay. Which is... Uh, was released, I believe, April this year. They're having another one of their release a whole bunch of albums in the same year. Mm. And not... There's been a lot of, like, live releases on their band camp. Um, there's been a few singles. And this is uh, another full album. Nice. I believe they're mm. going for four or five albums this year. So not not their not their most. I think seven, one year was the thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's got that sort of dreamy psychedelic rock vibe. Some very rock and some slightly more almost metally distorted vocal stuff. Hmm. Uh, yeah, really enjoying it. And 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 we'll probably give it a, a couple more listens. Like all of their stuff, it's available on their Bandcamp. Plenty to listen to. Enjoy King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Mm. They are fun. Uh, are you listen to anything else? No, I think that's it for me, really. Uh, okay. Well, the only other thing I've been really listening to is uh, 
PC internal speaker recordings of the Monkey Island soundtrack. Mm. So, like, this was, like, my whole childhood. Yeah. We didn't have... We didn't have a joystick port. Yeah. We didn't have a sound card, because yep. they were basically work machines. Yep. Because my mum was running I, a secretarial business from home. I just about remember the era of the built-in PC speaker. It was, I mean, it's barely a speaker. I mean, it's just a it's, bleepy bleep. It's a bleepy bloop. Uh, someone described it as one-bit sound, because mm. it can only do one thing at a time. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have... Any capabilities really? It doesn't have any like wavetables or any synthesis. It just you can make the speaker do bleep and bloop, and that's about it. And there is something about just the that basic bleepy, like it's sometimes it's a bit difficult to listen to. It's a bit the high mm. in the treble section, but there is something just fundamental about my childhood of sitting in a dark room. Uh, or sitting in a dark shed, basically, at the end of the garden. Mm. Um, playing very early PC games like Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, and uh, Lord of the Rings Volume 1. Like, my first experiences of PC games it is all listening to those soundtracks played through a speaker resonating through a metal box. Mm. Um, and dreaming of one day owning a sound, sound blaster sound card so that I could hear what the music actually sounded like. And we here I am, like, 30 plus years later, going, I want, I kind of miss the sounds of the crap version. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a, a good chunk of stuff uh, available on YouTube to listen to in that genre, and that's that's been quite warm and fuzzy for me yeah. for a few days. Um, yes, the, for, a longest, for the longest time I had a tape recording of a lot of that stuff, of just like me, like DJ chatting over Monkey Island soundtrack, mm. uh, recorded off a PC internal speaker <laughs> using a dictaphone that was probably from the 1960s <laughs> that my parents had lying around and were like, This is a toy for you now. Maybe this is why Stone the Monkey Radio is called what it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's about everything I listened to this week. Well, then, <gasps> time for this. Right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming along to this press conference that you pressured us to have. Um, if any of the members of the press would like to explain what it is that they're so upset about, that would be a great place to start. Alice Borg, weekly questioner? Uh, yes. Uh, why is it that you are not uh, doing anything to ban gambling streams on, on, on Twitch? I mean, I think that reasonable adults should be allowed to gamble if they wish, and if people want to watch them gambling, that's their choice, and that as long as gambling is only being done by by adults, uh, then, you know, I don't see why we should have to do anything about it. So will these channels showing this kind of content have to be age-restricted? Um... Well, I don't think it's right to have to age-restrict it. I think that, you know, uh, perfectly many pieces of media, you know, have, have mentioned gambling in them and, and you know, uh, you know, not cause children to gamble. So, you know, as long as the children themselves aren't gambling, you know, I don't think it's our responsibility. Uh, Gareth Lane, Weekly Gaming News? Uh, yes? XX Gamble Lord 42069XX 
did a stream yesterday that ran for six hours and it was just constantly rolling slots and you think that's suitable for for 13 year olds to be watching oh well you know um we think that um anyone who uh has children should be paying attention to what their children are consuming and it's not our job as a platform to be um you know policing what can or can't be uh you know uh, produced as content and if if children are are consuming content then, then the parents should be responsible for paying attention to what they're uh watching and at this time we will not be um do not think that that streamer's done anything uh, that needs to be actioned. Oh, just one more Ding. question then, if I might ask. Um, the dinging noise in your pocket Ding. that's been going off this this whole time. Uh, could you confirm exactly uh, what 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 that is? Well, I can tell you what it's not. It's definitely not notifications for bank transfers from any particular gambling streamer you might have mentioned. I'll tell you that. Many further questions. Um, I will not be answering any of them. I will. Be going and checking my phone for definitely not fifty thousand dollars I've just been sent. Anyway, bye. Uh, Madam President, there's um, I, I need to make you aware of a uh, conditioned black situation. Oh goodness, is it? Don't tell me it's terrorists. Worse. A n- nuclear weapon. Worse. A bioweapons. Much worse. White supremacists? Mildly worse. Well, then what is it, then? We've been running this project to harness the power of autonomous, possibly haunted mannequins. We've been doing what? We thought it would scare the enemy, so they surrender much more quickly. Okay, and what now? Well, the report says they were lying there one minute, and then the lights flickered, and they all just vanished, and now they're sort of showing up all over the city. I wanted my presidency to be remembered for something. I really didn't want to be the haunted mannequin president. I mean, they might not be haunted. We just, they just do just, sometimes they move. Oh, God, it's going to be a long night with the lights on. I've made Secret Service members aware that the backup emergency power supply needs to be left running so that there's no break in there. Forever. Forever, I'll, 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 I'll get forever. Them. For, forever, yes, forever. I'll get the thank you. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Partial justice warriors. Partial justice warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You, uh, you been up to much? Uh, not much. Uh, yourself? Oh, you know, uh, you know, just. just Kind of been trying to rest actually a bit, mate. Not yeah. Being, not, not being my best, but you know, getting on. Well, getting it's on important. You. It's important to rest up, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. You, you doing all right? Oh, I'm all right. Just uh, watching the internet be the internet as it do. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, uh, harrowing. I oh, know. I really should stop looking, but you Ooh. know, the urge to, to be aware of what's happening in oh, the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear that. Yeah, well, the one off I've, I've seen doing the rounds recently is. Uh, some some pretty uh, how, how do we even get into this one? So a lot of uh, the British police have been doing a lot of bullshit fascisty things recently, as they all want to do. Yeah, you know. yeah police the government. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
Oh, I've been seeing a lot of British people doing that thing that they, the British people love to do, which yeah, is uh, yeah. to see fascism and bullshittery happen in Britain, very British fascism, oh, and yeah. then be like, oh, it's uh, the police here are being like the police in China, the police in Russia. Oh, What's yeah. happening here? The whole Welcome to Red Square thing is like, yeah. uh, you, you, uh, you, you, <sighs> It's happening here. This is this yeah, is a British it's, problem it's, that is happening Britishly. It's one of those things where it's like it feels like a certain degree of it is either e- either racism or attempts to distance yourself in the problem and be like, oh, this doesn't happen here. It, it's sort of like trying to imply that it happening in Britain is an is an outlier rather than the standard. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's 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 avoiding acknowledging the fact that like no, it's not like a thing happening in other countries. It's like the thing happening in Britain. It is British. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of rings to that same um oh you know this is what life under socialism would be like when they're showing pictures of you know rundown housing estates in the uk or, or oh things yeah, like yeah. That. it's like um, no i mean there's literally capitalism happening right before you and and yeah. i think it speaks something to that whole uh like british exceptionalism thing yeah uh, i mean you, you get it in, certainly in america as well uh, just this idea of Oh well, you know we're we're far too civilized for that sort of thing to happen here. Exactly. While ignoring the fact that the thing is happening here under your country and, uh, and your current quite homegrown. Indeed, it's happening. It's happening here where you are, and it's happening under your current you know system of economics that you are you know trying to suggest is the solution to the yeah. problem that is happening on your own home turf, and you're yeah. kind of ignoring. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it, it's. It's gross, is what it is. I'll I mean, honest, you know, I mean there's, there's not really a better way to put it, is there? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's some xenophobia in there, there's exceptionalism, it's it's just a whole mishmash of ick from various different sections of just like, oh, we're far too civilised for this sort of thing, this thing to happen, and, and no, you're not, it's happening right here, it's happening right under your nose. Fucking do something about it. Yeah. Enjoy us. Yeah. We are also hoping to get some shit done. But uh, oh, it's 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 tiring. It's infuriating and yeah. tiring, and top of everything else, fucking statey fumes. Oh, statey fumes <laughs> drives me berserk. Oh. Oh, do you fancy a hug? Oh yeah. Oh. Ah, good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. Right, I think we'll uh, put the kettle on. Oh, sounds like a plan. Nice, nice. So, huh. uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about book, or do you want to just want to talk about general Laura stuff? I mean, uh, uh, well, general Laura stuff's easy to do. That's yeah. Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Just search Laura K. Buzz, you'll find all the things That's they all do. The places. Yeah, Laura K. Buzz. Oh, Twitch, YouTube. Yeah, TikTok, Patreon, all the pl- LauraKBuzz.com, all the places. Oh, unified branding. Yeah. Oh, sexy. You, you know what's not part of the unified branding, though? That book, what we done together. The book, what we done together, called Who Hunts the Whale? Yeah, tell us about that. Why, that's a silly and serious satire book about the video game industry. And every now and again, we read the news and go, hmm, that's prescient. Hmm, that's prescient. No one's going to believe we wrote the book before that happened. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's all that stuff. Um, yeah. 
it's it's a it's a fun little book. You can get it at unbound.com slash book slash whale. Um it's coming out in February sixteenth next year. So not long now, you can pre order it. You can get all kinds of swag, but you cannot get your name in the book anymore. Yeah. But uh yeah, you can get all the cool stuff, you can get signed copies. You can still get bundle copies of, of signed all of your books that have been produced yeah. or unbound. That's a very exciting one that I'm very excited to yeah. hear. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, also, you did a book called Me and My Dysphoria Monster, which is very yeah. lovely and very cute and it's, very good and very it's pretty. It's out now. It's an illustrated children's book. Go check it out. It's out now. Yeah. What else do you do? What's your what's your My branding is your Linktree, because <laughs> I couldn't get unified branding. Linktr.ee slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find links to cool t-shirts that I've designed and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, music under the name Bedroom Programmer. You can listen to this podcast and other podcasts and possibly another podcast coming soon mm. because I don't need sleep or rest except when I work myself to the point where literally bits of me snap. Um, Stoned Monkey Radio on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Stoned Monkey Radio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become one of 27 lovely people. Join me. Become... Help me get to, to 30 Patreons. Help me pay my bills, which are going to go up, only ever up. Please help, please help, please help. Save us. We, are, we, we the British Isles, request your help. Um, I think that's everything, Laura. Who <gasps> sings that, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>